Okay, good evening, everybody. Continuing on the theme of the halachas of Shabbos, we've discussed Shehiya, Chazorah, Hadmana. I'd like to jump into the Indian of Molid. There's an interesting Gemara in Shabbos we find on Daf Nun Aleph Amid Beis, where the Gemara tells us, Ein meraskin loes hashelig veloes habarad bishvil shriyazovu meimav. One is not allowed to crush up ice or snow in order to make water. The Gemara does not say explicitly why it's Usr, it just says that it's Usr. So Rashi comes along and says, Mishum the Kamolid Bishabis, because you're molid, you're creating something on Shabbos. And the Lashon is, it's similar to Malacha because when you crush up the ice in order to make the water, it's like you're creating the water. So Rashi seems to be explaining the Gemara that is an Isser Dirabanan, and everyone agrees to that. And the Isser Dirabanan is you're doing something too close for comfort. You're creating something. It's too similar to a Malacha, and that's why Chazal said it's Asr. Now, where else do we find this idea of Molid? That something is Asr in Shabbos, Mishu Molid. So, altogether, there are three Gemaras in Shas. There's a Gemara in Beya, on Daf Chav Gimel, where it says that it's Asr to put Besamim onto a Begid to give it a nice smell. Because the Molid Recha, because you're enhancing, you're creating an aroma within the Begid. Right, so in the olden days, before people took showers often, they would have to use different forms of perfume. Having perfume on your body is mutter, but to place it on the Begid is molded Recha, and that's Asr. And Rashi says over there, it's similar to a Malacha. So that's one example of molded. Other example of molded is also Gemar and Bey and Daflamid Gimel, where we have a Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us, Ein motzian asa'or, lo min ha'etzim velo min avonim. On Yantif, you're not allowed to create fire, either using wood or stones. It's usher to light a fire on Yantif. Is that an Isr de Raisa or an Isr de Rabbanan? So we know on Shabbos, lighting a fire is one of the Lama Tes Malachos. And that's explicit in the Pasuk. Lo Savaru Eish Bechol Mosh you can't light a fire on Shabbos. However, on Yantif, it's a mashma from the Gemara, and this is how the vast majority of Rishonim understand this Gemara, that really lighting a match is not Asr Midiraisa. There's no Isr Diraisa Velosavaru Eish. There's an Isr Dirabana, and you can't create a fire. You're allowed to transfer a fire, Litzarach Hayom, that's Mutter. But to create a fire is Asr, and Rashi says, Mishum Molid. Because you're creating something significant, it's new, there's something in existence that wasn't here before, that's too similar to Malacha. So according to Rashi, we have these three places in Shas, where we have the restriction of Molid. Molid Reicha, regarding a Begid, Molid Eish, lighting a fire on Yantif, and according to Rashi, we have Argumar and Shabbos and Dafnon Aleph and Mabes, the Isser of Mirasek Shelig, of, of, of breaking and crushing ice to make it into water, and that's also an Isser of Molid. <clears throat> now, Molid is significant in all the conversations that took place in the beginning of the 1900s with the great postgame discussing the status of electricity. 
So we know some of the famous shittas out there, the Chazanish, felt that any form of electricity should be Asr Midiraisa, based on Bona, the connecting of the circuit, and therefore, according to the Chazanish, it didn't make a difference if it was metal that was becoming red hot, or even something like a blender or a fan, any kind of electricity where you're connecting a circuit, that is an Isr Diraisa. We know that many of the poskim did not agree with the Chazanish. And there's a famous tshuva of the Achiezer, a few tshuvas, a famous tshuva from the Beis Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak Shmelkis. And the Beis Yitzchak, he suggests that electricity, if it's not generating red-hot metal, would not be an Isra Bona, would not be an Isra of Havara. And Havara, according to everybody, is only when you're creating something that has the status of Aish. So taking metal and making it red hot, although there's no combustion, but that has a din of ash, making it into fire is a violation of lo savaru ash b'chol moshvoseichem. And that's why turning on an old-fashioned incandescent light bulb, according to all of the great postgame, that's an isr deraisa of creating a fire. But if there's no red hot metal, the Beis Yitzchak said, the isr would be an isr derabanan of molid. You're taking something that wasn't functioning. It wasn't doing anything. The fan was sitting in the corner. And now by turning on the electricity, you're creating a whole new metzias, a whole new reality. That would be doma lemalacha. That would be asr based on molid. This is a much longer conversation, uh, but it's interesting. The shayla comes up. If a light is already on, and I could dim it, I want to make it a little bit brighter or the music's already playing, I want to adjust the volume, make it a little bit louder. Could you argue that, listen, you're not really doing much. If the whole Isser is molid according to the base Yitzchak, you could argue it's, it's already here. However, we paskin in Tafkov Yud Aleph, when we speak about the Isser of molid Reach, we say that even if a Begid already has Bissamim on it beforehand, and it has a nice smell. But you want to add more fragrance, you want to add more besamim to that begid, that would be an iser molid, because even though you're not creating yesh and the fact that you're enhancing it, you're making it smell more, uh, more pungent, so that would still be usered. Accordingly, if that's the problem with electricity, even adjusting the, uh, the light, making it somewhat brighter, making the volume somewhat louder, would still be involved with that iser derbanan. But these are the three places in Shas, according to Rashi, we have this particular uh, problem of molid. Now, if you look at the Rishonim here in the Gemara and Shabbos, not everybody agrees to Rashi. The Rashba, the Ran, and it's Mashma as well from the Rambam, that when the Gemara says you're not allowed to break ice to make it into water, that's not based on molid. Rather, that's based on an issue of Gezerah Mishum Schita. There's an iser to squeeze fruit on Shabbos. Any fruit that's omed l'schita, like zesim v'anavim, if you have uh, olives or grapes, squeezing them is an iser de of schita, which is a tolda of dash, that's a form of threshing. So the opinion of the Rashba and the Ran and other Rishonim is that if you were allowed to break ice and make it into water, that's too similar to schita, and that's why Chazal said it's aser. So that's the second opinion we find in the Rishonim regarding this problem of breaking ice. 
There is a third opinion as well, and there's much discussion how to understand this opinion. We're not going to delve into it. What was that? Is that does that make is that machlokas if it's deraisa derabanan? Rashi says Rashi saying it's deraisa, and the Rav and the others are saying derabanan. It's a good question. So even in Rashi's world, he's only saying it's doma lemalacha. It's similar to malacha. But everyone agrees that it's only an Issa Durbanan. It's too close for comfort, so Chazal said, don't do that. What would one nafkamina be potentially between Rashi versus the, the Rashba and others? What would you say? So one potential nafkamina would be that according to Rashi, it's all about changing something significantly, taking ice, crushing it, and making it into water. If theoretically, you could take water and make it into ice, would that be problematic? So Rashi would Lachora say, yeah, it's the same thing. I don't care what direction you're going. You're changing something significantly. That's Doma Lamalacha. The Rashba, the Ran, and the Rambam would Lachora say, that has nothing to do with the gezera. The whole issue is that you're taking a solid and you're crushing it up into a liquid. That's similar to squeezing a fruit, and that's why it's usser. If you were to take water and freeze it, that wouldn't be a problem whatsoever. So making ice is definitely, or at least potentially, that could be the nafkamina between Rashi and the other Rishonim. There is a third opinion of the Sefer HaTruma. And the Sefer HaTruma says the reason why you're not allowed to break ice to get water is because it's no lad. It's no lad. And this is a very important distinction which can be confusing. There are two separate ideas. No lad is a form of muktzah. Anything that comes into existence on Shabbos is muktzah based on no lad. It was born, it was created today, and therefore it's off limits. Molid means that you're actually doing something, you're creating something. So in the world of Rashi, and even in the world of the, the Rashba and other Rishonim, they all agree there needs to be some form of action. Rashi would say, you're doing something that's doma to malacha, and we don't feel comfortable with that. And the Rashba and the Ran would say, you're doing something that's similar to squeezing, and we don't feel comfortable with that. But if it happens by itself, if you have a block of ice that happens to melt into water, Rashi and the Rashba and the Ran, they would all say, no problem whatsoever. The water is not no lad. There's no muktza issue. I, how is that different than the, the apple that falls off the tree? How is that different than the egg that's laid on Shabbos? The answer is simple. This was already in the world. It happened to be in a slightly different state. But once it melts into water, we're not going to say that's muktza based on nolad. That's the sheet of Rashi and the other Rishonim. The Sefer Truma seems to hold that no, it's different enough. It's, it's new enough that we view the water that it wasn't here before, and that would be a problem of nolad. That'd be a muktza problem. So we have these three different opinions on how to understand our Gemara, Rashi says Asr because Doma to Malacha. The Rashba says Asr because of Gezerah of Schita. And the Sefer HaTruma says it's Asr because of a Muktza issue of Nolad. Now one major Nafkamina, like we alluded to, 
between the Sefer HaTruma and the other Rishonim is if it just melts by itself. Right? According to Rashi and the Rashba, you need to be doing something for it to be problematic. According to the Sefer HaTruma, if it happens by itself, that would still be a problem because it's muktzah. It's not based on what you're doing. It's the fact that there's a new substance here, and therefore you can't benefit from the new substance. Now these three shitas, right, definitely more academic, but we're going to see when it comes to the halacha lemaisa applications, having these three opinions clear in our head will be very helpful. Any questions just with the basic setup of these three opinions, the Gemara and Shabbos? Okay, it's a pretty silent crowd again this evening. When everyone's muted, you just can't hear anything. At least I could see most of your faces, that helps. When I gave the ladies here, I guess not this past Moses Shabbos, but before, pretty much 95% of the screens were just gray boxes. You're <laughs> just like speaking to this oblivion. So it's nice to see most of you at least. Anyway, how do we paskin in this Machlokas Vishonim? So we find the Machlokas Machaburama in two places in the Shulchan Aruch. We find it at the end of Simin Shin Yudches, Sif Tesvav, where Sif Tezayin rather where the Mechaber Paskins like the Rashba, where he basically holds melting something is going to be problematic because it's similar to squeezing, it's, it's a Gezeira Mishum Schita. And the Ramah comes along and says, our minig is to be Machmir for the opinion of the Sefer HaTruma. Basically, even though I'm not doing any Maisa, we're Machmir to view it as Nolad. But then he says, in a case of need, one can be lenient like the Mechaber. So we try to be Machmer like the Sefer HaTruma. In a case of need, we could be Mekel like the Mechaber. So with that background, let's go through a few, a few cases. Are you allowed to make Jello on Shabbos? Eli, good to see you. Are you allowed to make Jello on Shabbos? So the first step of making jello, right, you mix the powder together with the water. I haven't made jello in, in probably 20 years, and I don't even know how to make jello anymore. <laughs> right? right, but that's what you do. You take the, the powder, you mix it together with water, you make a, a sugary liquid. Now that first step, is that usr mishum lush? Is there any violation there of creating uh, an issue of kneading? Right, to make oatmeal, for example, on Shabbos is very problematic. We'll learn more about that in Mitzvah Shem in the future. But taking small particles and mixing them with water, creating a, a gush, or we would say some form of, of mush, that's an iser of lush. That would not apply to making jello because you're not making any mush whatsoever. It's still totally a liquid. It's the same thing as making iced tea or making coffee. You're just melting little particles into water. So that's not a problem of lush. The issue is like this. You now want to put the jello into the refrigerator Friday night. For what purpose? That it becomes a solid and you're able to enjoy it tomorrow morning for dessert after Shabbos lunch. Is that a problem of molid or is that mutter? So the Rashba and the Mechaber would say right off the bat, there's no problem here whatsoever because the whole issue is a gezeira mishum schita 
And that only applies in the other direction. You're taking a solid and you're crushing it, you're making it into a liquid. So the Mechaber would say, What would the Sefer HaTruma say? Rashi, by the way, would also be okay with Jello, because even though Rashi's general philosophy of being Doma Lemalacha could apply from solid to liquid or liquid to solid, but here you're not doing any Misa. You're putting the thing of liquid in the refrigerator, and many, many hours later, it eventually turns into a solid. So Rashi could be okay with Jello as well. The only opinion who would have a problem with Jello is the Sefer Hatruma, because there it's no lad. It's now something new. It's a solid. It was a liquid before. So the Ramah would say, we're knowing to be machmer like the Sefer Hatruma unless there's a real tzorich. How do you define a tzorich when it comes to Jello? I'm not exactly sure. But if the kids really need that Jello, and there's definitely what to rely on. How about placing ice into a cup of water? What would the different shitas say regarding placing ice into water where inevitably the ice is going to melt? Is that problematic? So there... Is it a problem taking it, putting it into water or just even taking it out of the freezer? Well, let's go through all the cases. Let's first talk about putting the ice into your water to make it from room temperature to nice ice-cold water. It's going to melt inside there. So there, everyone would agree there's no problem whatsoever. Because although it's melting, I'm not doing any mice of risug shelig. I'm not crushing it into water. The Rashba is fine with that. Rashi would say you're not doing any mice, it's nothing's doma to malacha. And even the Sefer Truma would say there's no nolad problem. There's nothing new here because as that water is melting, it's going directly into your, your glass of water and it's bottled in that water. So all of the opinions would say placing ice in water is mutter l'chadchila. How about the other way around? Let's say you have a glass, you fill it up with ice first, and then you want to pour your Coke onto the ice. So there you could argue, I'm doing more of a Misa. As the Coke is being poured onto the ice, there is a little bit of the ice that's melting. Maybe that's problematic. So I remember somebody once showed me in the Sefer that, that uh, some were concerned about this and cautioned people not to put the ice in first. But nearly it appears to me that there's no room to be machmir in that whatsoever. Because the Shulchan Aruch in Simon Shin Chaf and Sif Yud Gimel speaks about the case of walking on snow. Right? For you Floridians, snow is something that falls from the heavens that's very cold. Are you allowed to walk on snow on Shabbos? You're crushing the ice, right? That should be a violation of the Isid Durabanan, the Gemara and Shabbos, Dafnan Aleph. So we paskin, you're allowed to walk on snow because that's not your kavana. Right, if we read the words of the Gemara carefully in Shabbos, it says, the whole Isser is, Ein miraskin loas ha-shelik v'loas ha-barad bishvil shiyazovu meimav, in order to get that water. But if that's not your intention, it's totally misasik, I'm just walking from point A to point B, and I happen to be crushing some ice and snow along the way, that would not be a problem whatsoever. And I think the application would be, so too when you're pouring your soda over your ice cubes. I have no intention to melt that little tiny bit of ice. 
I just want my soda to be cold, and therefore that would be mutter l'chadchila, according to all opinions. Many times you'll put ice on the table. Right? You'll have a little bowl filled with ice, and people could take however much they want. And then after an hour or so, that ice is now water. Are you allowed to drink that water? So Rashi and the Rashba would say, no problem, it's not nolad. We don't agree to the application of nolad in this case. It's not new, it's not a, it's not a new metzias. What would the Sefer Truma say? Sefer Truma would say, that's nolad. It's muktzah. So the Ramah Paskins that if you can be machmir, right, the minig is to try to be machmir. However, the Mishnah Brewer writes in Shin Yudches Sifkat and Kuf Zayin, he says that once it's already melted, then it's okay to drink. When the Ramah told us we try to be machmir like the Sefer Hatruma, that just means we try to avoid putting ice out in order to make it into water. But post facto, says the Mishnah Bura, to be able to drink that water would not be a problem. Now the Shmir Shabbos Kilchasa does quote from Rabbi Shlomo Zalman. He was of the opinion that you should only drink that water if it's truly a Bidi Evid case, which means not only did it already melt, but it's also a situation where you don't have other water readily available. Or let's say I have other water, but it's, it's room temperature and this is nice and cold. If there's a clear advantage of drinking this, then go for it. Otherwise, we would say better to hold off. But again, the Rashi, the Rashi and the Rashi would be fine with that water. Now here's an interesting out-of-the-box question. What would you say about glow sticks on Shabbos? Right? You, you mush them together and based on the chemical reaction it starts to glow. Is that mutter or usr? To make a glow stick glow. You're not doing any malacha, but they quote from Shlomo Zalman Arabach and Rabbi Yashiv, they both said it's going to be usr, based on the svara, based on the logic that Rashi gives regarding molid. Molid, Rashi told us, was it's doma to malacha. You're creating something so new. You're making a significant change. And that's going to be awesome with their abundant because that's way too close for comfort. So that's how the contemporary postgame addressed the issue of glow sticks. It's interesting. In all of the literature going back hundreds of years, I've never seen the Shaila directly addressed until recently. Okay. One question about the ice. Yes. If you have... It sounds like if it's if if you have a, a drink that's totally frozen, and you let it thaw out and you want to drink it, then you should avoid that if you don't need that drink. Mm-hmm. But if it's partially frozen, then it would be fine. So it's a good point, Rabbi. If it's partially frozen, you could be makel. But the truth is, the case of the sefer hatruma is when you take the frozen liquid and you place it near the fire. That's the case. You're placing it near the fire. It could be, and there's a, a, a lot larger discussion on this, it could be that if you're just putting it on the counter where it's room temperature, even the Sefer Truma would agree that's okay. Even fully frozen. Even if it's fully frozen.
How about making ice on Shabbos or making popsicles? You want to put some orange juice inside of the plastic container to have a delicious, healthy treat for Shabbos afternoon. Is making ice or making a popsicle a problem on Shabbos? So the Rashba would say, absolutely not. Right? It's the other direction. You're not crushing things and making them into a liquid. You're making something into a solid. That's not a schita problem. Rashi would say, maybe it's a little bit doma to malacha, but you're not doing anything. You're not transforming anything. And therefore, Rashi would also be okay with making ice. Again, the Sefer HaTruma would say that's no lud. Because it's a new status, it was liquid and now it's solid, so that's something that would be a mukta issue. The Ramah would say, better to avoid unless there's a tzorech. If there's a need for that ice, then even the Ramah who says we're machmer like the Sefer Truma, paskins that it's okay. So when is there a need for ice? Very simply, if we don't have enough ice. So to make more ice than we need for Shabbos itself, that would be problematic because you have the Chumrah of the Sefer HaTruma, but even more fundamentally, we have an issue of hachana. If I'm making more ice than we need for right now, then I'm doing something for after Shabbos, that's much more of a problem. But if I need ice for Shabbos itself, so then even the Ramah would say there's no problem. If you're making those popsicles for Shabbos itself to enjoy, even the Ramah would say that is mutter. There's an interesting question that comes up on Yantif, where oftentimes you'll have frozen chicken soup. So you go to the freezer and you, you want to heat it up. So you take it out of the plastic container and you put it inside the pot. So I'm allowed to cook on Yantif, that's not a problem. How about the issue of molid? You're taking the, the frozen soup and you're melting it. You're placing it directly on the fire. So does molid apply to yantif as well? Granted, the cooking part is going to be mutter, because ochel nefesh, you're allowed to cook, but is there any heter for molid? So it's interesting, if you look in the Shmir Shabbos, it quotes from Shlomo Zaman Arabach, who said initially that there should be no problem of molid in that case, because just like cooking itself is mutter for ochel nefesh, molid should also be mutter for ochel nefesh. We're, we're more lenient with molid. It's for Ochel Nefesh. But then in the third volume of the Shmir Shabbos, it sounds like Abshalom Zalman was choser, that he retracted what he said initially. And uh, he, was, he was more reserved. And the basic argument's like this. If you hold that, that crushing ice is a problem of schita, right? that was the opinion of the Rashba and really the majority of Rishonim, that was the Psak of the Mechaber, so does chita, is chita mutter on yantif as one of the ochal nefesh malachos? The answer is no. You can't take an orange and squeeze it on yantif. Right? It's one of the most confusing things in the world. Certain ochal nefesh malachos are mutter on yantif, other ones are, are aser, but chita is aser on yantif. So if you hold like the Rashba, this would be one of the first times we see there's a chumrah in the opinion of the Rashba in contrast to the Sefer HaTrumah. In the Sefer HaTruma's world, it's only a muktza issue. There, you could argue, it's muktza, but letzorach ochal nefesh, it's okay. But if you're in the world of the Rashba, where the main issue is a gezerah based on schita, 
then that might be more problematic. However, it seems like the halacha of the Maisa, though, is that taking the frozen soup and placing it in the pot on Yantif is mutter. Um, there are different rationales for that, but um, that seems to be the halacha of the Maisa, that we're knowing lahakal. Um, three last points here, and we'll call it an evening. If you have the top of something that was in the refrigerator that's now frozen, right? the top of the water pitcher is frozen, you want to break through it, so there everyone agrees to break through that top layer of ice to get to the liquid, underneath it is no problem whatsoever. Because I'm not crushing the ice to make it into a liquid, I'm crushing to get it out of the way to be able to access the juice or the water underneath that frozen part. And whatever liquid's being created, it's going directly into the water, so that's not problematic. There are two issues that come up. Um, one, one is fairly often when it comes to children. Is blowing bubbles usr or mutter on Shabbos? What would you say? Blowing bubbles. So one could potentially argue that's a violation of molid. You're creating something new. It was in a liquid state before and now it's a, it's a bubble. So again, the Rashba would say no problem. That has nothing to do with squeezing fruit. But you could argue in Rashi's world where it's all about being similar to Malacha or in the world of the, the Sefer Hachuma, you're, you're making a different substance than we had before, there could be room to be machmir. Shlomo Zaman Arabach said that when it comes to children, there's no need to be concerned. They have a lot to rely on. First of all, like we said, according to many Rishonim, there's no molded whatsoever in the case of blowing a bubble. And even according to the Sefer Truma, you could argue there's no kiyum, there's no lasting effect of this bubble. It, 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 for a couple of seconds, it floats in the air and then it pops. That's not called creating something new. Is, but it sounds like... What's that? Is a bubble even a new form, or is a bubble just taking that liquid and getting air trapped inside of it? You notice when a bubble pops, liquid flies all over the place. It's not really... Did anything chemically change about that at all? Uh, there's no chemical change. The, the expression of Shlomo Zalman is that the Beharei HaBalonim Ein Lehem Kol Kium. They have no sustaining power. So it sounds like he feels it's not really changing it significantly. There could be room for an adult to be machmir on Shabbos, but for sure when it comes to children, uh, they could blow bubbles. One last point, I once saw a whipped cream. It was a firm brand. It actually said on the bottle, please consult your local Orthodox rabbi before using on Shabbos. What could be the potential issue with using whipped cream? So it's a molid. It's a liquid inside the container, and then when you spritz it out on top of the cake or on top of the ice cream, now it's a different form. Or nowadays we have a similar question with soap. Many, many times we have liquid soap that when you squeeze it out, it turns into foam. Is that a problem of molid? So Ramosha had, was of the opinion that even though it's changing form right now, similar to what Shlomo Zalman said, there's no kiyum. It's going to melt down in a moment. That's not nearly as significant of a change as taking ice and crushing it into liquid. So he felt that was mutter, both by soap, and the same thing would be true regarding whipped cream. 
So this is uh, just scratching the surface, but getting into the basic opinions in the Rishonim and many of the Halacha applications of Molid. The learning this evening, like we mentioned last night, and Mitzvah Shem will continue mentioning tomorrow night and the night after, is in the Schus of Refuah Shalema for Yonatan Daniel Bentova, a young man in his 20s who's struggling right now with COVID-19. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should grant him a Refuah Shalema Bekorov Mamish, and we should all share in Besuros Tovos. Amen. Okay, it's been a pleasure seeing everybody. Have a wonderful night. Thank you very much. Thank Have a good you. Day. Thank you. Good night.